Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the monthly or annual plan and also to download a 2021 training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. Do you know the difference between phishing, vishing, and smishing? Well, if you want to know the difference and how to specifically combat smishing, keep listening. Welcome to episode 120. What is smishing and how can you protect your vendor team? Unfortunately, when the ball dropped at midnight, December 31st, 2020, wherever you are in the world, not a lot changed with business practices in vendor team processes. With continued remote work in 2021, Smartphone usage by both buyers, that's you, and vendors have increased. So as a buyer, your company's vendor team may be using smartphones to transact business activities. And if so, um, you are susceptible to fraud attempts, uh, not only by email and not only by voice calls, but also by smartphone texting. All right, so the question is, what is smishing? And as part of my top three fraud risk vendor teams need to watch out for in 2021 and what can combat them. And actually that was a webinar that I did and I'll put a link to the webinar um, in the uh, related blog posts that I'll link in the show notes. Uh, and. In that webinar, I listed vishing as one of the top three fraud risks. Um, but what is the difference between phishing, vishing, and smishing? So let's start with phishing. That's the one I think we're all most uh, familiar with. And by the way, it's not spelled like phishing, like you would go and you know get a pole and a hook, um, but it is spelled P-H. I-S-H-I-N-G. And this is the fraudulent practice of sending emails purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals, that's you, um, the vendor team, to reveal sensitive information such as bank details and uh, credit card numbers. 
Now, Vishing, and that's with a V, so it's V-I-S-H-I-N-G, is the fraudulent practice of making phone calls or even leaving voice messages purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals, that's you, the vendor team, to reveal sensitive information, again, such as bank details and credit card numbers. Now, smishing, and that is spelled S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G, that is the fraudulent practice of sending text messages purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals to reveal sensitive information such as bank details and credit card numbers. So it's all pretty, each each of them are pretty much the same uh, fraudulent definition, except it's how um, uh, that communication is getting to the vendor team. So with phishing, it's via email. With vishing, it's making phone calls and leaving voice messages. And then with smishing, it is sending text messages. Now, according to Kaspersky, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Again, the link will be in the blog post, related blog post, and the link for the blog post will be in the show notes. Um, So as more and more people use their smartphones for work, a trend called BYOD, which most of us are familiar with that, if you've worked in corporate, bring your own device, or in some cases, people are relabeling that BYOD to bring your own danger. So instead of device, they're saying danger. Um, But in any event, Kapersky said that, you know, as more people are using their personal smartphones for work, smishing is becoming a business threat as well as a consumer threat. So it's not just uh, uh, consumers that are susceptible, it's also businesses now. And again, more of us are working remote, both on the buyer side and on the vendor side. And so um, the use of the smartphone has uh, increased in business. So now that you know what the difference um, is for um, phishing, vishing, and smishing, and you know what smishing is, and you know that that threat is increasing, let's talk about how you can protect your team. So, um, and I have one, two, three, four, five. Um, actually, it's four, and then um, uh, another just a tip of what to do. So, uh, to protect your team, the first thing is do not click a reply link or a phone number if you are in uh, if you are unsure from that text message and actually uh, my recommendation is just do not respond if you have a vendor registration uh, self-registration portal require that the vendors communicate with you through that portal If you don't have a vendor portal, you can still require communication via email or via phone and be sure to authenticate them before you discuss their request. Now, I'm sure you might be able to find a way to uh, authenticate via text, but why would you do that? Send them to email um, or even phone and then authenticate them before you discuss that request. Now, if you want some instruction, I do have a blog post on how to authenticate and really that is just asking them, Uh, two to three questions 
to make sure you're dealing with your right vendor and not a fraudster. And this is the same way that a bank would uh, authenticate you if you called in to ask about your account. So again, that'll be a link that'll be in the blog post that will be linked in the show notes. All right, so the next one, uh, number two, is to beware of suspicious numbers. Now, numbers that link to uh, email to text services are used by fraudsters um, that just don't want to provide their own phone number. And so those are like text numbers, like 5,000, those types of things. If they link to an email to text service, then you need to be aware uh, of that and, again, go back to number one and just do not respond. Now, number three is to initiate uh, and contact the sender via a different different method. So call the vendor telephone number or email them using the email address you have on record or that you obtain via their internal employee liaison. So if you have an internal employee that has a relationship with the vendor and is working with them, see if you can uh, get that contact information if you don't have it from them, or you can also do an independent internet uh, search uh, to find uh, their telephone number or an email address and just you initiate the contact outside of the text message. Now, the next one, number four, is to get vendor team simulated training. So there's a a company out there, and I'm not affiliated with them at all, but they're called Know Before, and they do simulated phishing tests. So they'll send um, uh, tests out to your your team, and uh, then you can analyze the results of who clicked and, and do some additional training based on the results of the test. Well, they also have that for uh, um, smartphone texting, and it's from Wombat or one such uh, testing services, Wombat Security Technologies. They offer something called Smish Guru, and Smish Guru uses simulated attacks and immediate uh, feedback to people who fall for the Smish. And so um, that's a that's a good way to to get people to practice to make them aware and then also um, you want to make sure if you do that that you do it at least quarterly Um, don't make that an annual check the uh, check the box off the you know the the training list Uh, make sure you do it at least quarterly and then the number five is not really a tip but if it's too late if you've already or a team member has already clicked on the link um, then you really need to report it to the FCC and in any uh, cases where um, folks have uh, fallen for fraud or been victims to fraud, you don't always hear about it because they don't always report it. But in these smishing cases, what the FCC will do is they will um, make that um, uh, attempt or uh, uh, scam known to other users so that others won't fall for it. So report it to the FCC and for that matter, share it with the rest of the team. So if, uh, if it's going around, that 
that fraudster may have hit other uh, team members' phones as well. So make sure you share it um, with your team members and then you also report it to the FCC so they can share it with others as well. Now, if you want weekly training for your vendor team, including new frauds and how to combat them, sign up for the vendor process team training pass. I talked about that earlier. And again, I have a link in the blog post that it will be linked in the show notes. Um, the fourth Friday of every month is always fraud training. So make sure you sign up for that. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 120th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.